Blog Talk Radio. Bondage is now I am free. Da 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 da
Divine all blessed, divine all blessed, divine all blessed. OLOD, the scourge of the town. OLOFA, the arrow shooter. Afi Aluk Bangbo Daju Ijaru, user of baton to cause more confusion. Listen, and ye shall hear me in the wind. Know it is my thunder that gives a warning in the dark. Do not denare, deny me through false tongue, my daughters. Do not anger me with senses of blindness. For you must run wild and free of injustice to celebrate me. And it is you who must call forth the storm of change. You are now listening live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagu, Oloye, Hudu, Obeya, Bokor sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test, one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my works along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I the Divine Prince makes sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I crystallize and realize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say. Today is Monday, March, I'm sorry, Monday, January 7th, 2019. My mind is already at Mardi Gras. Many of you know it is sewing season for uh, New Orleans masking Mardi Gras Indian. So my mind is already in deep in the carnival, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you now live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally from this working temple of Thai potions, hoodoo central, black hawk voodoo in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors. And those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey a life path and journey, passing down the great obvious along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals, please do continue to join me here now in its ninth season. Ninth season, this is our 102nd episode here at Blog. 
Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. My live listening and calling number is area code 347 When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will be more than happy to unmute your mic. Also, be mindful that my website, where I can be reached utilizing various means virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in 360 degrees of well-documented revelation and manifestation at www.houseofthedivineprince.com, www.houseofthedivineprince.com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. And yes, I'm open 24 hours a day. Yes, 365 days a year. And yes, you absolutely need an appointment. I am world-renowned. I am on TV in the U.S. as well as the U.K. I have international reach and appeal and desire for these services. And so, yes, you absolutely, beloved, need an appointment. Do not plan your holiday, your trip, your vacation, your journey to New Orleans and leave scheduling that appointment to the last-minute task list. You'll be very disappointed to find out that I cannot just easily flex an opening for you. Many people who are traveling to the city know well within three weeks, three months, that they're coming and they've already booked their appointment. Also, I invite you to continue to support me and Denise Augustine and Historic Tremaine by way of www.OurSacredStory.com for your tour and experience, tour plus experiences plus at www.OurSacredStory.com. Do let Denise Augustine know that you heard about us by way of Blog Talk Radio, by way of the Divine Prince. You were referred by Divine Prince. Respect the voodoo for your special gift <laughs> and special experience with www.OurSacredStories.com. So I ask, again, this first full show day, January 7th, magical day, a day after the official uh, uh, new moon. And now we're moving into, I believe, waxing crescent moon. And we will continue to grow and reach and have access to a greater level of light as we reach the full moon, which I believe is on the 20th this year. And there should be a full, visible moon, lunar eclipse from the city of New Orleans, this full moon. So it will be a super moon. It will be a dramatic and powerful time to not only continue to build and lay a foundation on those things that you seek, need, and desire, but also to push those things that are already in place forward. 
Many of you have heard me say that there's a window open, a doorway is open. There's a portal open right now in this present moment in time space. And it allows us a greater access to energy, to power, to ourselves, and understanding ourselves and operating in a way that produces reliable, consistent, and dramatic results around the power of the tongue. What, what we say, I first became aware of the power of the tongue and, and what one might say or not say as a child growing up in a household of extreme violence and chaos. Just the notion of saying the wrong thing, the notion of saying anything at all could cost you your face, your teeth, your life. So I learned about the power of words first through fear, then through religion. And not just, you know, reading the Bible, quote the Bible, going through the formalities of 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 the Baptist church experience, the formalities of the uh, evangelical church, apostolic church experience, but also the power of what one says to create and recreate an environment, a reality, a result. I became aware and introduced to speaking in tongues and speaking in other tongues. There is a difference, you know, for you Bible scholars out there, there is a difference. And I saw and then saw manifest in the environment of religion through through the sanctified denominations of apostolic and Pentecostal church demonstration. Then I began to understand magical language and its ability to imprint our reality, to create and recreate, to shape and reshape our personal and individual realities, but then also our collective realities. So having full access to the library, which was a requirement in my mother's house, um, and having something to do to entertain yourself silently, uh, away from his space was how you did things in my father's house. And so the library was my playground. And having access to Hebrew and um, Amharic and understanding what uh, Egyptology and, and their means of communication was, um, all these things uh, I was exposed to early and childhood, the study, this was long before the consciousness of voodoo, you know, understanding that I was consciously speaking voodoo. I, I'm just reading, studying, finding myself, occupying myself, saving myself often through the study. And so learning magical languages, understanding the power of the the first letter, understanding the power of the belief, 
understanding the power of symbols when we look at Egypt, when we look at the Hebraic languages, when we look at the Amharic language, we, we see imagery that represents concepts, ideas, philosophies, powers, codes, rules, protocols, first implemented on the letter, and then the letters form words and phrases and sentences and, and talismans and enchantments and, and proverbs and psalms that we speak and re-speak to re-empowering the archetype embedded in the word and the letter, but then also in powering the consciousness that we apply to the magic, that we apply to the endeavor, that we apply to whatever might be the reason that we are seeking an answer, a result from spirit at any given moment in time space. One of the first um, order of words, is the best way I can describe it, that I learned and memorized that can remember digesting as a child were a series of comedic ancient Egyptian deity names, God names. And I was exposed to this by way of a, a witchcraft book, which had a brief but uh, basic uh, introduction to many magical uh, alphabets, uh, and then the cultures that go along with them. And the Egyptian deities spoke out to me, sat somehow with me, and I made it my business to memorize this enchantment. And if I remember correctly, it was an enchantment for invisibility, the reciting and the recounting of these Egyptian deities' names and their correct pronunciation and their correct breath and their correct spacing and their correct harmony would induce invisibility. And I found that they worked for for a child who suffered abuse. uh, Being invisible, being able to go away, being able to be absent from uh, any sort of trauma um, would have been something that would have been a draw, would have been desirable. It was at that time, and I'm talking 9, 10, 11 years old, it was at that time that I was really digesting and absorbing these books, uh, first for my own survival, once gathering any understanding within this information, it, it was self-propelling from that point. Um, you want to know more. You want to understand more. You want to see more. You want a greater demonstration of what you know, of what you understand uh, in, in, in real-world time. And while this is happening inwardly for me, and to some degree outwardly, what was happening on the outside was, was apostolic, was evangelical was masked behind this rigid 
a cult-like environment of religion in which my my parents had us existing in at that time. And so then learn to hear and identify and separate the voice of God. I wouldn't say that it was the first time I had heard the voice of God, but it was at that time in my in my life that I began to hear and understand that everything that we hear inwardly is not always us. It's not always spirit. It's not always ancestors. It's not always for our best interest. And it's not always out to harm us. Um, discernment would be the best word. A development, a beginning of a development of discernment, voice, in what I was hearing. Also, um, some of you don't understand that I was introduced very young to music. Music was indeed my first love, my first act of magic, my first act of uh, connect with the spirit uh, was the immersement of myself in music. Uh, I was playing ear, playing the piano by ear at the age three, four. I was playing, hearing a song, and then um, minutes later being able to reinterpret the notes, the tones, the, the harmonies, the rhythm. And then in full chords and, and, and full uh, bars of, of a song by just hearing it. And so there's a, another level of communication that's often overlooked in modern society. Um, art, schooling, education does not require art, music, gymnastics, recess. In our, in our schooling, even if you had no athletic abilities or any artistic abilities or any musical abilities, wood shop, metal shop, home. And people into uh, a job, per se, or, or a fixed position in, in society. And some would argue that's why these things were removed from school or made less important. But they also um, allowed an opportunity, an outlet for boys and girls to explore and express their creative energies in various ways and to indeed find themselves within those um, those courses of study, and for me that was indeed a great deal of art, but more, more so music and theater. And so learning that not only is it a sound, not only is it a word, but there is a rhythm, there's a harmony, there's a vibration that also exists in the world, and re-exist as we bring it forth from our mouths in the act of communication. Many creation stories around the world talk of a God that spoke reality into existence, a goddess who spoke and created and recreated our 
physical reality by way of and word. And so we think of the word in a sort of flat the word two-dimensional on the paper on the screen in a sort of flat monotone way. But indeed we experience word by way of vibration, tone, harmony, how you say a thing. And in a day where we kind of shout at each other, speak out at each other, rhyme and And then the absence of real music theory, real music instruction, real music basics. Uh, I believe many of us are out of tune with universal harmony, with universal vibration, with self-harmony, with self-vibration. Mechanisms for reproduction of sound, and indeed there there is a place, an application for for reproducing sound, on our you know albums, uh, uh, cassette tapes uh, from the old school, uh, you know, MP MP3s now MP4s, if you will, but there's nothing more organic more spiritual, more real than experiencing music at the occult level, at the uh, acoustic level, at the acoustic level, to be in the same room, the same space with the symphony, with the orchestra, with the sounds, and hearing the beat in the rhythm but hearing and feeling harmony, vibration, there's a pressure that's pushed and released and pulled and manipulated in an acoustic musical setting and or environment. As is with spoken word, it is one thing to read the poetic words of uh, Octavia Butler or uh, Maya Angelou, uh, as it is on the paper, on your computer screen. Uh, but it's another thing to sit and hear and feel and be a part of that expression. The breath, first from the breath to the release of the sound and the vibration that follows and the conscious choosing of, of words. Some of you know my Angelo story and, and going through a, a degree of childhood muteism where she couldn't speak, refused to speak after going through a childhood trauma, a childhood rape. I believe her family, maybe friends of the family, uh, killed the person, brought harm to the person that she uh, accused of and it set up a false pattern of of responsibility for her words that caused her not to speak for a great deal of time in her childhood. 
And so Maya Angelou went from not speaking at all to not only speaking, but choosing her words intently, consciously, specifically, expressively, so that she could annoy, make a sound from her mouth, but to have that penetrate us in a way that's healing, holistic, edifying, lasting. And so the power of words, I love the sound of the the, uh, Muslim prayer and call to prayer and the harmony and rhythm and vibration of that moment. I love the sound of a gospel choir who truly knows why they're there and what they're there to do and can bring that energy, that emotion, that spirit. I truly love to hear uh, Fable, Akbatebi, speak and chant Orisha and, and do it not just linguistically, not, not just grammatically correct, but to bring you in and make you a part of the harmony, the exchange of vibration, the exchange of movement of energy that is happening within that moment, that present moment in time space. I could easily talk about metaphysics, quantum metaphysics, science, get all academic and universal on you, and and some of you would follow and some of you would not follow. But at its most simplistic level, at its most basic level for sake of conversation, all things in our reality, all physical things in our reality are nothing more than vibrating atoms and molecules, vibrating light. So our very existence is built because of light. We don't see certain things around us that are natural to our environment based on how our our bodies, our minds process light, how we how we pass light through the through the prism that is our both our physical eye, but then that inverted image being sort of digitized, computerized, if you will, by our brain and then producing the imagery uh, that that we all sort of see. And it is contingent upon where we are at any given moment in space, physically where we are at any given moment in time space. But it's also contingent upon the signal, the vibration that each and every one of us individually and collectively remits, submits to the universe to create and recreate the reality that we, that we hold and that we understand. I don't mean just, you know, is it dry or is it wet? I don't mean just is it summer or, or is it winter? In a collective sense, we can, generally speaking, agree Upon those aspects of of our reality, I'm talking a little bit more specifically about how much do you truly believe in the power of your ancestors? When you say that, 
you think that when you meditate that when you post that as a as a meme how authentic is that a belief for you and how authentic of a belief is that for you when you are in need when you are in distress when you are in desire of something when you need healing of something how real then and this is not a question that you answer and give back to me. This is a question that we all ask ourselves, preferably each and every moment of each and every day. How how real is what we say we believe, what we think we believe, what we understand that we believe? And then how does that show up in our demonstration? How does that show up in our actions, in our activities? Indeed, our experience in life, with life, we create and recreate. We speak and re-speak what we believe each and every moment of each and every day. First, inwardly, and it's not something that you can mask. It's not something that you can hide. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't love yourself, you can present that outwardly as sort of a mask of who you are, an illusion of who you are, an outward appearance, indeed, of who you are. But it is in those quiet moments, those quiet spaces, those tough moments, those tough spaces when it's just you and and, and shit hits the fan. It's just you and that moment, that event, that tragedy, that challenge, that you truly can stand up and and honestly ask yourself, what is it that I truly say I believe? What is it that I truly say that I understand? And so how then can we look at what's happening now in the moment? As a function of that, we speak ourselves into better times, better days, better health, better feeling, better emotion. But we've first got to feel it. That, that vibration has to be real, as real as your breath and as real as your heartbeat. Speaking truth creates and recreate a reality that is not only in line with your best destiny, but then that of those around you. We experience each other. We live each other through our demonstration, through our presentation to the world, God, for indeed I am and, and you are and my ancestors are, and so we are. God and a demonstration of God here on earth, Mother, Father, Earth. As always, I've talked myself out of time. I invite you to be present with me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time. Oh, and if you were not at the New Year's event, you missed it. (laughs) Indeed, you missed it. Um, We had a time. We had a time and spirit came through. I want to thank Brother Joshua Nile and Tanner for here and being present. I want to thank um, Baba 
Ojalola Fa Sakin for being present always with us. Uh, all of those, uh, Denise Augustine and, and all of those who hold hands with us in this square circle of gods and goddesses, I'm truly honored and grateful for you going into another year, 2019. I'm truly grateful for your presence. We got work to do still. Mardi Gras Day is coming. I got a so, so, so. I got so, so, so. Because Mardi Gras Day is coming. I am present with you and for you, reminding you that all is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. 